Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. Let's go back to the start. Jeffrey Epstein. Who is he? What is he? For people who don't know where this guy came from and how he amassed all this fortune, who was he? Well, that's what's fascinating about this story. And as he alluded to, I mean, it's great fodder for conspiracy theories, but it really is a bona fide uh, news story. I mean, this guy was a very prominent figure, very well connected. And the mysteries around him, I suppose, they, they do cause conspiracies to, to grow out of it, of course. Uh, you know, but the, it, it is within the mysteries that we find out who the man was. And it, like, we'll go back to the start, as you said. He was born in 1953. He's a New York kid, born in Brooklyn. Uh, to uh, middle-class parents, gated community, uh, Jewish background. And he was quite a normal child. Uh, Friends of his, as he was growing up, described him as charismatic and very friendly and very kind. He was a very kind person. Mm -hmm. And uh, he did well in... Yeah, as a child and he was great at piano, but he excelled in mathematics and he, he went to high school in Brooklyn and he actually skipped two grades because he was quite bright. And when he left school, he went to college, he went to two colleges to study mathematics, but he dropped out. He dropped out. He never got a qualification. He never held a degree or a diploma. And he immediately uh, ended up teaching. Um, at the mm. Dalton School of Mathematics. So he became a teacher quite quickly um, in high school and he was known to be quite a energetic character on campus. He was well known. He got on very, very well with the students. People say, I suppose in hindsight, they say that he had a penchant for the younger girls in the school and he would right. hang around yeah. with the students. He wore mm. fur jackets, gold chains. So, you know, he didn't blend into the background. Yeah. And it was through his connections that he made there that he got a job in Bear Stearns. Now, Bear Stearns, of course, the big finance company in New York, very, very famous. And the kind of place that you don't get a job in unless you're, you know, really, really good at your job. But he was kind of taken in, kind of barefooted. And he made his way up that ladder finance ladder, which is quite incredible when you think about it. But without that was any quali- without any real qualifications. Exactly. Yeah. And it goes back to, I suppose, what I said about his childhood, that he was this charismatic, um, very personable person. And he used it, a master manipulator. And that will, as the story goes on, that carries all the way through his life, as we know. But mm. he worked there and he eventually amassed so many contacts. He was a contact guy that he set up his own company. And in the 80s, that's, that's really where he grew his fortune. See, most of these individuals that become extremely popular, extremely famous, extremely wealthy, they then become sociopaths because they can become quite narcissistic because the more wealth they get, the more they want. Uh, the more material goods they get, the more they need. And they become quite, they, they, they start to lack empathy. They start to lack emotions, you know, and they start to miss social cues. And it's quite common for people in those positions to dis- be disinterested in human beings as such or the value of human beings. Yes, and many, many people who were in his company through those uh, successful years would often remark that when he was in a room full of people, he could work the room like no one else and he was always seen beside somebody who was important. So he was always aware of the impression he was giving out. But a lot of people said that once you dug down and started a conversation with him, mm-hmm. he would get maybe three sentences in he knew an awful lot about very little, you know, and he would yeah. he would work the room in that way. So if they were talking about politics, he would know the headlines. But if you yeah. pushed him any further, he didn't have he didn't a clue. Know the details. No, yeah. didn't know any of the details. So that's the way he worked it. Uh, you know, a, as I said, master manipulator, charismatic, worked the room well.
Okay, so when did he when did he get to a point where I suppose he was hanging out with celebrities? He was hanging out with the big shots, the Donald Trumps, the Clintons, you know, the famous people, the Oprah Winfrey's. We've seen all these names in the news over the last three or four weeks. Not to suggest there's any wrongdoing by any of these people, but of course there was a list of names who had been guests on his island. Now, his island has been appropriately named or inappropriately named, Pedo Island, has been nicknamed. Um, And what went on on the island is, of course, what everybody is interested in over the last four or five years. When did that first come to light that there was something wrong? When when was the first hint that there was something wrong? Well, there was always rumours, you know, about his lifestyle. And also you've got to remember, you know, the time, like looking through 24 kind of eyes, it was a different time back then. So there was an awful lot of wink, wink, nod, nod going on. Uh, People often remarked that he was a lover of women. And especially on the young side, I mean, Donald Trump famously said, oh, I knew Epstein and he loves the girls, especially the young girls, you know. So it was it was rumoured that that was his kind of thing. But it was in it was in the first case in Florida when uh, the parents of a victim came forward and said, my daughter has been assaulted by this guy and the police started to look into him. And that was when he was charged. But didn't the police, when that particular girl went to the local police, there was local police on the island or near where he lived, they initially ignored her, I think, at the time. She was ignoring initially, if I remember from the documentary that I watched about him. And it was only after she had gone again and again and again, seemingly they actually looked into it. Yes, absolutely. They pushed and it was down to good police work. A couple of detectives took it up and picked it up and did it quite well. But then the newspapers uh, got a hold of it and a Miami newspaper actually really uh, pushed it forward into the public consciousness and made it so that they had to do something about it. He was charged and uh, he was charged to a year and a half, I think it was. And he got off after 13 months in jail uh, with a plea deal. And Mm. that's when he was free to go after 2008. And that's sort of where you get into the Prince Andrew territory, because, I mean, the the criticism of Prince Andrew is, yes, he knew Epstein before that, but he also visited him after that. So with full knowledge of of his background, he still went and stayed with him. As a royal, why would you want to associate yourself with somebody who'd been in jail on such charges? Yes, because most of his colleagues had kind of dwindled away at that stage. They had said, oh God, this is not not somebody I need to be seen with. But Mm. Prince Andrew continued to do so. But the interesting thing about that time in, in Epstein's life was when he was in the Virgin Islands, he moved there for tax reasons, obviously, and he was a hedge fund manager, even though he disliked hedge fund managers. He would only work with somebody who had a billion dollars. That was his base level of working with anybody. But his wealth was always a mystery to people that worked in finance. They would often say he gives off an impression of having a lot of money. But when you dig down into it, what is it exactly he does? I mean, it was rumoured that he had 300 employees. But again, nobody knew. So that's where you get into this kind of the mystery of Jeffrey Epstein, because the hard data is always elusive, you know. We think that about every rich person because we don't tend to see them doing anything. They tend to, when, when they get to that point, they're making money from money. And they've obviously, they're good delegators. They get other people to run businesses for them and they get property all over the place making money for them, etc. I mean, for example, look at Donald Trump. We only know him as being a man who runs for president. And even for the last four years when he wasn't president, he's a man who's running for president because that campaign starts the day after you don't get elected, the first time round. So we don't, I mean, Donald Trump obviously has a lot of business interests. He has hotels, golf courses, but we never really see that aspect of him. So I imagine the same with Jeffrey Epstein, and I'm not associating the two of them together, by the way. But, you know, although there was photographs with Donald Trump, but you don't see that side of Jeffrey Epstein either. No. You've only seen him as this, this multimillionaire. By the way, was because you said he was generous in school when he was a kid. 
Was he a, ph- a philanthropist then when he became rich? He was in certain areas. He would pick his poison, so to speak. Mm. So he would, he gave an awful lot of money to Harvard University because he had a bit of a kind of obsession with Harvard because he always had wanted to go there. So he gave he gave money contributions to them and no real uh, documentations about, you know, charitable contributions to different things, but there, there probably wouldn't be. I, it would be hard to find that. But he was obsessed with science. He had a very curious obsession with science. And as we know on the list, Stephen Hawking is named uh, on the list. Well, from the deposition, again, no wrongdoing is suggested. I've seen, I've seen the memes going <laughs> Yeah, and he would yeah. invite he would invite great scientists down down to his his island. And he everybody has, is anybody who's that been anybody has been. I mean, Oprah's been there. David Copperfield, the magician, Michael Jackson. Uh, oh, um, I mentioned Oprah already. Leonardo DiCaprio, Bruce Rio, Willis yeah. from Hollywood, obviously. I mean, and again, that's, there's no suggestion that there was any wrongdoing. So he wanted to be seen with these important people constantly all the time. Yes, but but he again, he had this obsession with science. Uh, and mm. this is what I always found really interesting. A particular interest of his was transhumanism, the study of how to improve the human population through like eugenics and things like that. And he had these crazy plans where he wanted to turn his island into a kind of base for 20 women to bear his children. And this isn't conspiracy wow. theory. This is like genuine. Yeah, yeah, like, but he believed that he could spread his... And he would create more Jeffrey Epsteins, that kind of thing. He'd have in New Mexico, the ranch that he bought in New Mexico was to be the base, excuse me, not the island. Mm. And uh, it, it was quite quite an interesting and weird obsession with science. And, and a lot of scientists that did go down for the conventions that he had on the island has said that he'd asked them two or three questions. Like I had said previous, he'd have two or three headlines and then he'd walk away. It's the same thing with the scientists. He'd pretend he knew something and he'd talk in great depth for three sentences <laughs> and walk away. So he, he, everything he did seemed to be a veneer of nonsense. I mean, because when you scratch the surface, even on his obsession with science, there was very little there, apart from wanting to create, you know, yeah. 20 Jeffrey Epstein's. <laughs> Absolutely. But what he's more famous for now, of course, is obsession with younger women. And Ghislaine Maxwell then came into the picture, of course, as his girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and obviously the implication is, is, and she was found guilty of it, was procuring these women for him. Um, I mean, what sort of man even does that? I mean, not only, you know, the attraction to young girls, but also then getting your own girlfriend, or whatever she was to him, soulmate, girlfriend. At one time girlfriend, yeah. Yeah. Uh, getting her you know, to actually get these women for him. Well, you get into That's a sort power, of... power, isn't it? Yes, and you, you really have to... I suppose the word dilettante... Like, the, okay, Ghislaine Maxwell is a fascinating person. A lot of people know, but a lot of people don't know. Her father, of course, was the very famous Robert Maxwell, um, the media mogul, owned the Daily Mirror, and he died, obviously, under suspicious, I suppose, circumstances. Uh, he fell off his boat, or he was pushed, or whatever. You want to, you know, it's careful not to go down the rabbit hole with this stuff. <laughs> but anyway, he died uh, on office. There's a great, for people interested, there's a great documentary you catch it on the BBC Player. On, uh, it was on BBC Two going back about six months ago and it was a three-parter on the life of um, Maxwell and it's just an intriguing documentary. Yeah, he was a fascinating man. He was a stern, mm. a strict uh, 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 father and she was his, uh, you know, 
favourite child and they had a very close relationship and he was obviously extremely wealthy and everything and after he died it turned out that he was uh, draining the pension fund of the Daily Mirror 400 million of everybody's pension and so it was a bit of a scandal so after he died she was sort of left with nothing she had been a socialite she had been you know the girl of London the toast of the toast of London and so she was left with nothing after he died so she really just ran off to New York to rebuild her life and that's where she met Jeffrey Epstein and a lot of psychologists and people have said that the, the, there's there's great parallels between Jeffrey Epstein and Robert Maxwell in terms of success and all those sorts of things and, you know, personality traits. So she found in, in Jeffrey Epstein a, a sort of father figure in a way and he looked yeah. after her and they did have a brief relationship but that would go a certain ways to explain the control that he had over her. And I actually have a clip of her here okay. um, speaking uh, from prison because that's where she is at the moment, and uh, saying she wished she never had met him. I obviously wish I'd never met him. You know, looking back now, I probably wish I had stayed at, in England. So that's the way she's looking at things right now. And she, Although she, claimed, she proclaimed her innocence throughout the whole thing. So She is convinced she did nothing wrong. She really is. She's genuinely mm. convinced. And we know it's on record that she did procure... Um, uh, girls and offered them money and uh, allegedly come and give him a massage exactly and yeah. you know what really resulted over the years was they had built a sort of pyramid scheme of of mm. of, of, of and this was power. happening on the on the island of Mexico and in the they had a home in New York City as well in Manhattan too didn't they all over the world he had properties yeah. all over the world um, and she was his uh, you know <laughs> facilitator so it's quite a fascinating story and she's paying okay. paying the price for it now I mean, getting to his death, I mean, obviously when it all came to a head um, and he was arrested and died within a very short period of time, took his own life. I mean, there's been numerous conspiracy theories in relation to that. And more recently, of course, Tucker Carlson interviewed his brother, who's convinced, by the way, that um, he was done in by the CIA. Um, Now, let's be clear, that's just a conspiracy theory. And God only knows. Um, But, I mean, what actually happened there? What do you think? Would he be the type of person that would take the easy way out? Do you imagine from his personality he'd be the type of person that would take the easy way out and kill himself? Well, like we were speaking earlier, he was a man that no one ever really knew. I mean, what was beneath the surface was was a mystery to everybody. But if anyone was to know him, it would be his brother. And I actually have a clip of his brother here. I'll just play it for you. The the actual pathologist who did the autopsy... uh, did not determine it was a suicide. They couldn't. They said it looked more like a homicide. But on the death, on the initial death certificate, on the cause of death, it said pending, meaning pending further investigation, which is proper. And then a few days later, you know, Bill Barr claims it was a suicide. And then the chief pathologist of New York, who did not see the body, claims it's a suicide. So the point, the question becomes... What investigating was done in a matter of days to make them come out with that determination? And it turns out that because it was called a suicide, there doesn't seem to have been an investigation. So he's convinced he was silenced. And I suppose the reason, the reasoning behind that is that there were too many names at stake that may have come out in court. That would be the reason behind the conspiracy theory. And and it's easy to draw that kind of theory to it, isn't it, really? Because he knew where the, as they say, he knows where the bodies are buried. 
That's why we're in conspiracy theory territory now. And, uh, you know, it gets even more interesting as you go along because the FBI investigated it to, you know, cover, um, I suppose, themselves in a way. And the Attorney General, Bill Barr, uh, came out and admitted it's a perfect storm. I mean, everything that night is absolute nightmare fuel for, you know... For conspiracy theorists. For conspiracy theorists. And, like... Because they have the motive, they have the they have the so-called evidence. The cameras didn't work. The security guards weren't there. He was supposed to have a, uh, a cellmate that didn't come to fruition. He had already had a, a run-in, you know, a few a couple of weeks previous. It's all there. And the state mm. pathologist in New York obviously ruled it a suicide. But um, Mark Epstein, his brother, um, pushed for a independent. Um, uh, coroner to have a look and that came back as he ruled it a, a murder so you have a he said she said sort of situation and we'll and never know we will genuinely never know and that will always run and run as the I suppose the unanswered question yeah and the, the other thing as well of course is the famous list has been released <laughs> yes that's caused quite a bit of stir I'm sure there was a lot of worried celebrities around the world I hope my name is not on the list because I remember I went to a party on that island one night and again to point out it doesn't suggest any of these people are you know, uh, capable or guilty of any wrongdoing. But the obvious were on the list, the Clintons. I mean, everybody knew they were going to be on this. Were they special? Was he, was he special friends with the Clintons? or Because they seemed to be on the list quite a lot. He was very, very uh, close with Bill and Hillary, and he really looked up to uh, Bill Clinton. He thought he was a fabulous man. They, by, all, by all accounts, they had a very close and respectful relationship, although Bill Clinton says something different now. Um, his but brother, they still remain friends with him after he'd been in jail. Yes, yes. And they knew what he was in jail for. And his brother, Mark Epstein, said that before uh, he went to jail, he had remarked to his brother, he said, me and my brother were just talking like brothers do. And he had mentioned to me, this was during the 2016 election between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, he had mentioned to him over the phone, he said, if either side knew what I had on them, they wouldn't be running. I could end this election basically tonight with the information I have. So, you know. Look yep. into that as much as you want. But the other names on the list, like Bill Gates, uh, it's it seems to hound him. There's certain ones that it hounds more than others, and Bill Gates is one of them. And I thought this was a curious response he gave to an interview um, last year. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking, looking at this? Well, he's dead. So, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. <laughs> he just keeps dead. He's dead. That's the end of it. Yeah, so let's not worry about it. He's dead. He's gone. That's the end of it. So draw a line under the sand, please. Let's draw the squeak veil over the whole thing. And this I'm, this haunts people like Bill Gates because even when it, with his own marriage troubles, everybody goes, "Oh, it's because of Epstein." So you know, it's 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 going to hang around these people forever. And Prince Andrew, especially. I mean, he really is the poster boy for the entire. I Epstein loved scandal. that interview that night. Was uh, it was just gold. Uh, and I actually interviewed the the girl who got him for the interview, of course, uh, and they're making a movie about it called Scoop. Um, I'm trying to remember her name that's gone out of my head, but she scooped him for that particular The producer interview. of Newsnight. Yeah, yeah, she scooped him for that particular interview. And some of the stuff that he came out with, you know, that, that, that couldn't be me because I sweat. <laughs> or I don't sweat under my arms because there was sweat marks on the shirt and he was saying that the hand wasn't his and the photograph had been doctored. The problem with the photograph was it was very different for, or difficult for experts to analyze it because it was a photograph of a photograph. So it was almost impossible to figure out if it had been photoshopped because when you take a photograph of a photograph, you don't have any metadata on it or any meta tags on it. So it was almost impossible to disprove or prove the photograph. Uh, but I think you have a clip there, have you, from the, uh, 
from the famous interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like when you're looking for a clip from this interview, I mean, you know, your cup, your cup overfloweth. Here he is. Say whether he did it or not, but it certainly raises the question if he paid substantial uh, millions of dollars to resolve and settle the case. No, that's actually not. That's not Prince Andrew. Uh, that's a different clip. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, the, the, the interview was you know, magic. And as you said, they're making a movie about it as well. And Emily made this, you know, her career was made yeah. from that. But yeah. the, the sheer, you know, stupidity of doing it is really something, something else. So how long is Ghislaine Maxwell? How long is she going to spend behind bars now? Uh, 20 years. Her family are trying to get her out. And, you know, it's hard to know if she, if she ever will get out. Uh, do the family still have money, by the way? Do, do they? I know her brothers are very much involved. They were at her side in court most days. Uh, do they still have money? There was money in the family, yes. But I mean, like anything else, one doesn't really know how much they have. But they seem to be very comfortable. I mean, Robert Maxwell was incredibly wealthy. Of course, Although he yeah. didn't own his house. He was renting the house, which is always fascinating. It really, yeah, really... I, I remember that from the, do- from the documentary. Again, I might be able to watch the documentary on BBC Two. It's called, I think it's called The Maxwells. But it was incredible to watch. And it was uh, that relationship he had with Murdoch as well, Rupert Murdoch. Um, who obviously owns Sky TV and all the other newspapers. Um, uh, it was an incredible relationship the two of them had initially, and then they became arch enemies. It's just, it's an incredible documentary. But look, it's been very interesting. Um, I, th- I think the story will go on forever, because what happens with these stories, particularly in relation to Epstein's death, like the JFK death, you know, we don't know the answers. We'll never know the answers, as Bill Gates says he's dead, so we'll never we'll never know what was in his head because I'm sure if if the body the dead could talk, there'd be a lot of worried celebrities out there. So in saying that, that story is just going to drag on for eternity, isn't it? Essentially, yeah. There will always be more twists and turns. I mean, as I alluded to earlier, the conspiracies around it. Of course, the main one and the main belief which straddles the line of conspiracy is: was he an informant? Was he co-opted by the Israeli government, the American government, um, the, the British government, you know, to hold, uh, I suppose, leverage over these incredibly important people? You know, you, you hear all sorts of things about him, but he, it will be a fascinating, I suppose, a Gatsby of, 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 of modern times. Brilliant stuff. Well, listen, Gary, thank you very much indeed, once again, for informing us and uh, giving us all the information there on Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, don't forget, by the way, if there's anything you want Gary to look into, He's very interested. You know, he was, I, I've actually asked him, we talked about conspiracy theories a minute ago, and I've said to him that I want to do a night where he talks about the top 10 conspiracy theories and why they're conspiracy theories. Oh, I'm up for that. Yeah, did a man land on the moon? You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's probably the most famous one. I mean, why would you even want to go to the moon and bring her back a few rocks? But however, you know, Gary will talk about it. If you have anything at all that you want Gary to look into, he's a great man for the research, all you got to do is WhatsApp us or email us Niall Boyd in a class kits.ie or WhatsApp on 87 and Gary will happily do it. Gary's in with us every week. Listen, Gary, thank you very much indeed and we should talk to you again probably Thanks next now. week after. Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.